Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Be fair. Please do not speak of me as a lie. Your life is a lie. Now your life is a lie. <laughs> do you want to have your opinion and your say about all of our lives? Very deeply detailed. However, when we question you. you about your situation, your life, you are very defensive. That's not true. Karen. And then you attack. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. We're talking about The Real Housewives of Potomac this week. Join with me as my friend and one of the best people on Twitter, Chai. Hello. Hey. Stop saying that because I feel like then people follow me and they're disappointed. <laughs> you crack me. You really I'm very me. inconsistent. <laughs> I know I should I I understand the pressure of like getting a bunch of followers and being like damn now I don't even want to tweet anymore (laughs) what if I fuck it up like no it's not just erase (laughs) uh how are you feeling about the season of Potomac so far oh it's great yeah it's great like the the girls they know how to work how are we feeling about the addition of Mia? Because I feel like she's, people are either like loving or hating her. I feel like I'm one of the few people where I'm like middle of the road. I feel exactly the same way. Like she's, she's okay. I mean, yeah, she understands the assignment. She does. There's nothing about her I particularly love or hate, but she, she understands the assignment. She's bringing drama. She is. I almost wonder if she would be a better fit on Atlanta. Huh. I don't know. Why do you think so? I think I would like the way she like kind of aggressively goes at people is funny to me. Like, 
and I feel like Kenya could really do a lot with that. Um, I feel like there would be discord between her and Portia that I would be interested in seeing. Okay, okay. Um, I just think she has like maybe just like a younger vibe to her, and maybe I just think she would fit better with the Atlanta women. I could see that. Even though when you say younger, I'm like Candice and uh, Ashley are like 34. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're also like kind of aunties. Right, right. So I don't I know. I could see that, and I feel like her and Katie would definitely not get along. I would enjoy that. Yes, and I feel do like Mia think about do Kenya and Giselle get along? Do I you know? Think, I think they do because. They announced a whole list of, you know, like when, you know, The View loses a, a host and then they just like have a round table of like just streaming different people into like practice and audition on them. They're mm-hmm. doing that with Bravo chat room and Kenya is going to be on there. And I just feel like Giselle has enough cachet that if she really wasn't fucking with Kenya, she probably wouldn't be in the running. Hey, with with Portia there? Uh, yeah. Huh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to tune in for that. I have to tune in for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have a good list of people. I actually think, I think MJ is going to be a really good fit. I think she's going to be perfect, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I love her whenever she's on Watch What Happens Live. She's very genuinely funny. And she watches everything. She watches everything. She gets it. And I think she just like, I don't know. She just has that like, a lot of people on Bravo are highly entertaining, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't watch. But, like, there are few, very few people that I would say are, like, genuinely funny. And MJ is, like, one of three, maybe. I agree. And I don't even really know who the other two would be. Like, maybe Portia. Maybe, yeah, Portia. Portia's good for a quick thing. I mean, Nini, when Nini's good, she's the best. Uh, the, the best. Oh. I miss her so much. So the altar. I miss the altar. Yeah. We'll never I, get that Nini ever again, even if she comes back on the show. Like, unless she's so deeply humbled, like, I'm talking can't pay her bills, and then they, like, uh, drag her back on the show. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I think she, like, burned that bridge, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. If you call um, your boss, like, a cokehead racist. Yeah. Hard to come back from that. <laughs> but I'd like to see her try. Um, so you tweeted something that I, when I saw it, I was like, thank God she gets it. She always does. Cause I feel like I've been on an Island all my own. There have been so much talk about Wendy, happy Ness, her BBL. If this is indication of her feeling insecure in some way. And you tweeted this Wendy is so different now because she's showing off her new body narrative. It's so annoying. She was like three months postpartum last season. Thank you. Because I feel like, yeah, y'all met a completely different woman. And I don't right. understand how all of you as mothers don't understand that. It's actually and- weird that they're like, they're, it's actually weird that they're pretending to not understand it. Or it's they weird. don't. Tr- I think maybe Giselle genuinely doesn't understand it. <laughs> Like it is yeah. so frustrating. So like she was she just had a baby. Nobody is proud of their body and is like, let me show it off having a baby. Plus, like, 
Mommy makeovers are a very normal thing. Like people get plastic surgery when they're done having kids all the time. Like I don't know why they're acting all like the she's the all first the to ever do it. It's very weird to me. I don't understand why this is so important. I don't understand why Giselle is so pressed over this. I feel like Giselle really thinks that she's like uncovering something. And it's like, this is a deep cut reference, but the time that Geraldo said he was going to go into Al Capone's vault and literally nothing was there. Like, I feel like that's what she was doing. <laughs> like, I don't really get it. I, I think it's really whack. And this is the thing that disappoints me about Giselle is when I like her, I really like her, but then she does shit like this and it's, it just like bursts my bubble. Oh, this season I'm reminded that I, I really do not like Giselle. Like I like her for the show. I think, you yeah. know, she brings the drama and I like, but I can't, as a person, I can't stand her. I'm tri- I, I'm like scared. If I was ever in a room with Giselle, I'd be scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what she would say about me, but like, I'm very like haunted by her. Like, yeah. And I feel very strongly that, like, you're a tough bitch. You can handle your own. And I feel the same way. Like, I just wouldn't want to be around that energy. I don't know what's coming, where it's coming from, why it's coming. Because you just, make like, something out of anything. Just like yeah. this. Like, oh, God, look at you. You got your titties out. You must be unhappy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just think it's very strange. And I also think, aren't they supposed to be friends? Why are we? We'll get into it later. This episode does start with the Giselle that I do like, which is her just being petty and saying weird things. Like when she's saying to Karen, I want Ray to live and I want him to pay his bills. Iconic. (laughs) A mouthful of food. Like she's just so good for the show. Like just so iconic. (laughs) Like it was replaying in my head where I was I want Ray to live. I want Ray to pay his bills. (laughs) I mean, her her insistence that he stay alive specifically to pay all of his debt off is just like so wrong. <laughs> and like Karen should be mad about that. I don't. I, you should be mad about that. Ray still has student loan debt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ray went to school when you know he was in school back when school was like seven hundred dollars for four years. So hopefully not. I still feel like he's probably paying this, setting it fifteen dollars every month. <laughs> Oh my god, you're probably right. I would not be surprised. That really, I'm gonna have to think about that later. Um, Karen's basically like, why do you keep bringing up old shit? You know, and, but everybody's like, Karen, you're also bringing up old shit. That's the reason why we're having this conversation, is that you're literally bringing up something that happened four years ago, but okay. (laughs) So... Wendy chimes in and says, based on what I heard about this conversation, it sounds like Giselle honestly didn't wish death upon Ray. This is a character. Yeah, I am so embarrassed. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. Like, like, girl, this is what you came up with? <laughs> you had the whole off season, you know what I mean? And you were like, this is it. This is what I'm coming with. And she wished death on my husband. At a time when he was saying really... Like, the conversation is horrible for Ray. It is. Like, every time they replay it, I'm like, this sexist shit. Like, hey, like, the misogyny jumped out. And it, for her, what she said, frankly, is quite tame, considering right. what he right. said. Um, Ray doesn't need to be talking about anybody losing their looks. Just put mm-hmm. that out there. That part. Um, 
and certainly not at one of the most beautiful women <laughs> that we've ever seen on television. Um, and she was absolutely right. Like, I it's going to be a minute before this beauty fades there. And, you know, but fuck off. Um, so what happens after this? So I would just like to point out, oh, I, I wanted to mention that they showed this clip from four years ago and they showed Giselle's confessional look, which is a deep V pink, what looks like a tank top and a choker that's about the same width as her neck. And it's all like studded crystals. And so, so occasionally I use this picture as a meme. And every time somebody asks me, is she, is this a real outfit? Did she actually wear this? So (laughs) there you guys go. There's the proof that she actually did. I didn't do that. That wasn't Photoshop. It was real. Y'all can rewind it back. <laughs> What's no. amazing is Giselle has had no evolution in her style whatsoever. Versus whatsoever. Karen, when you go back in those old, those old clips, Karen looks 20 years older. Mm-hmm. She looks like a totally different person. Like Come the on. fact that Giselle watches herself on TV like season after season is just like, mm, I don't need to improve on anything. <laughs> Middle part wig. Beach wave, let's go. I'm ready. You know? Um, she cracks me up. She, I was listening to a podcast called The Friend Zone, and they were showing one of the hosts what Giselle did for her home. <laughs> she was trying so hard to be like, oh, so this is another house that she just attached to the original house. Is that what I'm seeing? Like, she didn't get it. <laughs> like, yes, girl. Uh, I, I mean, that house is. Like, how how did we get there? And this is, like, where Giselle, I will say, has, like, an extreme level of arrogance where, like, she is completely (laughs) above, like, any type of advice. Because I know clearly there are people in your life that are telling you things that you just do not care. You're like, "Mm." That's what I think, like, as a company, if I was a contractor on that job, that wouldn't be the house that I put on my resume. That's not going on the website. I don't know how they would even, how did she find somebody who would even allow her to do that? I'm (laughs) sure they were like, that's not going to look good. You know what I mean? You're devaluing home. And she's like, nope, that's what I want. Are you sure? I'm sure there were several. Are you sure? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) But it's the same thing with all her outfits. Like Giselle thinks like she's not listening to anybody. Like she's dragged year after year for what she wears. And she comes back worse every year i'm wondering is cal every three months like okay giselle can i please bring you some pieces or is he contributing to this because she considers him a close confidant he does her middle part beach waves every five minutes or five weeks or whatever and i just need to know like what's happening there because i trust cal but i also can't imagine you trust him because he's the one that makes those wigs. Okay. And, like okay. those wigs, like, and trust me, I've been known to I'm running out the house. I will plop a wig on my head like a hat. Like it'll be sitting four inches above my head, like that's fine. <laughs> but not on TV. Like she's wearing Aaron's wigs. <laughs> right. Like I have a like an airplane wig. I'm like, right. I just like that's my airplane wig. It's like a little stiff, you know a little dry <laughs> but it's fine because I don't want my good wigs to touch the seat you know 
her wigs are pack hair, you know? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, he um, talks like someone you should be able to trust. And then I see his work and I'm like, oh no, you want the same shit as her. Right. There's a, di- there's a dissonance there. And now that you mention it, you're absolutely right. You're right. Okay. Okay, you're right. Um, Karen tries to say that all of this is just down to semantics. And everybody's like, girl, that's not even what that means. No. Um, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Robin's like, you have to understand what you said. Because if I was Mia and I heard that Giselle wanted to wish death on your husband, I'd be like, what the fuck? And Mia's like, oh, well, I wouldn't have thought that. But okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, and then... So... Then we get the flashback to the free Uncle Ben t-shirt. I don't know why she hasn't monetized that. Hashtag tax reform. So funny. Um, Candace Candace is really trying to play peacemaker this season. And she's fair to both Karen and Giselle. And was like, Karen, you do be bringing up old shit. But Giselle, you say things too. Giselle tries to get off and is like, well, I've apologized for those things before. But have you? I don't know. Right. Um, so then Candace is just like, every time we get y'all start bickering for it, you just talk louder and over each other. Why don't you guys just start listening to each other? That would be nice. Cause nothing else has been solved. And it's been literally seven years that we've been on this show and y'all keep going at it. Um, so then Mia says something like, Oh, I'm uncomfortable being in the middle of this. And it's like, well, Mia, this has nothing to do with you. Really? <laughs> But okay. And then Escala is like... I'm physically in the middle. (laughs) I'm literally in the middle of y'all. And she goes in like, we were just on this bus for three hours. I'm trying to relax. And now y'all are going back and forth over my head. I was trying to look at the nice scenery outside. You guys are start yelling at each other. Like, can we just end this? I like Escala. I think... I do too! And I feel like she's she's doing the work to try to get her little scenes in. She's working. And I like her casting because it makes sense. So, like, okay. In the DMV, like, I used to live there. It's very much like Ethiopians. It's a huge Ethiopian culture. There's also a huge Nigerian culture where I'm like, the, the cast is finally starting to look like the city. Mm, yeah. You know, in terms of, like, Black culture and, D- and the DMV, definitely. Like, you have to have an Ethiopian. Good. That's great. And I, I like that. I think she's very confident. She's bold. She's beautiful. Her fashions are on point. I think she's very much like Shamia to me, but I know a lot of people also don't like Shamia, so I guess there's that. <laughs> so, um, Giselle says... Basically, like, I don't really care about making up. I'm willing to throw this whole relationship in the trash can unless Karen apologizes for the things that she said to me. Karen says she's not going to back down until she gets an apology from Giselle about using the word death and Ray in the same sentence. (laughs) Okay, this is a reach, madame. Madame, this is a reach. (laughs) Okay. Um... Candace says nothing is going to be solved with a whole group of us all talking about this. So hopefully while we're here, y'all can make up and resolve it. If you can't, then you guys can walk away from the situation. So some of the ladies, there are two residences. There's the estate 
that they're all staying it now. And then the other ladies are going to be staying at the cottage. It's going to be Wendy, Karen, and Ascala. Clearly, this is like a B team going to um, the quarters. <laughs> the, I the, hate that so much. It. I would be pissed, honestly. Like, it like, is... We are, like, sev- several levels down Yeah, when we get to the cottage. Like, it is not even semi-comparable. If you're going to get two houses, they need to be relatively within the same. Like, Escala said that they went from five stars to three stars. Like, you have to be within the same vicinity. Yeah, like, I agree. And also just, like, get a house that can fit everybody. Or get a house that can fit everybody. You know, a very easy thing. That's like the, I'm having a wedding at this location and my family's going to be staying at the estate. And then like a couple of my homegirls or like the groomsmen are going to be staying at the cottage and they don't care because they're just going to be drunk off of like PBRs anyway. Like, you know, (laughs) like it doesn't really matter. They get to stay there for free. Um, That's, yeah, I, I, I would be honestly like really annoyed by that. And I don't think. That's like a bougie thing to say. Like y'all are no. doing significantly better. <laughs> and like I the just, hierarchy of like people who've been on the show long that are like I don't think that it's fair that yeah um, yeah I don't think it's fair that Mia's new and she gets to be there. I agree. I agree. Mia should have been there, and definitely instead of Karen. Right. Um, that was shady. So. Yeah, is the fake out that the editors did of like making us think that it was exactly like the estate and then being like, oh, skirt. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Karen says she's just grateful to not have to stay in the same house as Giselle because that would be, she would be afraid that Giselle would come up on her in the middle of the night while she's in bed and demand an apology from her. (laughs) Girl, okay. Um, the Karen finds her room. She's like, y'all hear that? Crickets. The same crickets that I got when I texted Giselle an apology a few weeks ago and she didn't respond. Crickets like that. I was like, girl, <laughs> first of all, you did not apologize to Giselle. You said I apologize to the group. Right. Well, no. Giselle was included in the group. She was. <laughs> oh, they are so funny to me. Um, Karen needs help bringing her gigantic luggage up the stairs, but Wendy can't help her because titties and B- BBL. Um, so then Ascala is trying to help her, but Karen calls her Tuscala instead of Ascala. It's a whole thing. Um, unfortunately, at this point, we have to go back to Arlington, back with the Darbies, the ghost of Grover's present, AKA Michael, and they're playing happy family doing their little baby, new baby photo shoot. Yuck. I hate seeing him so much. And I don't understand where, like, Bravo isn't taking some sort of stance. Like, the first episode or two, I thought, like, when Karen had said, well, Michael's welcome in my home, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that there was some type of maybe a ban, you know, like, Ashley not bringing him. Like, maybe the network had decided that we're not going to put Michael on TV anymore. Right. Because it just doesn't make any sense. Like, at this point, he's abused someone who was on staff. Like, how do you feel as, even if that that um, cameraman no longer works for Bravo, like, how do you feel as his coworker knowing that, like, Michael Darby could do whatever with the, to us and yeah. we still have to film him? Right. Like, how does production feel about having to be around him? 
you know, that that sucks. It really sucks. And he doesn't give us anything other than, like, chaos and negativity. So I just, like, nobody believes that they're so happy that she, every day she falls more in love with him, that he's so <laughs> helpful, that he is so great, and he's, you know, looking in his beady little eyes directly at baby Dean. And I just like, I don't get it. And it feels like when Andy has Michael Rappaport on watch what happens live, like everybody says, yuck, no more, please stop this train. We all want to get off. And yet here he comes again. I feel like every time Michael, like the second Michael gets on television, Twitter Real House of Potomac Twitter is immediately like, get him out of here, boo, hiss, boo. And so I, I don't think they just like the engagement, good or bad, because I, I, I think that's definitely the case with the Michael Rappaport shit. Like, nobody wants him. We don't want him there. It's also yeah. like the idea of having him talk about the black shows, I hated after he called himself dragging Kenya Moore. Like, I was done with him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the way he talks about black women. I hate him, hate it. The way he talks about the black, I just I hate everything about him, and so does everyone else. But they're like, "Ooh, Twitter's a buzz." We gotta bring him back. It's torture. It's absolute torture. And first of all, I think we all need to realize that this man and his accent—the dude grew up on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. There's no reason why he needs why he sounds like Aquafina. Like it doesn't make any sense. Does he have a black wife? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, he does. Ugh. I think they're still together. Oh. Free her. <laughs> um, so I hate those people that think like accents are like sexually transmitted. Right. Right. Injection, <laughs> sir. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like get. I like uh, you when she does it though. <laughs> I know. I'm so upset with Dorit. Don't remind me. I know. It's sad. It's a sad day for the both of us. Not even she has a black best friend. Her mom has a black black best friend. In the year 2021. (laughs) Does your mom even live in California? Like, (laughs) does it matter? I mean, girl. She talks about it it like they live in Israel. Like, (laughs) she's always talking about the child of the world, you know, have Israeli parents. Like, is the black right. best friend Israeli? <laughs> right. Like, she acts like her hell house is just like a United Colors of Benetton ad at all times. And everybody's just happy. She's wild. She's so wild. And I'm so disappointed in her. But Ashley is telling Michael that she actually felt better when Giselle came over. She didn't think she was gonna, like, feel good but she actually was energized by seeing her friend and so she's gonna go for one night to the house and you see Michael really quickly think like ooh which hotels are open right now oh none of them okay I guess I just have to agree because last time I didn't and something bad happened so yeah Ashley I think that's a great idea and then he says some weird shit about how um, he's gonna watch the newborn baby and just take them to work. And Ashley's like, how are you going to get any work done at the office? Also, don't bring a newborn baby to an office in the middle of a fucking pandemic, you weirdo. And then he said 
the, he's got five women employees. Excuse me. <laughs> and that they're just going to do the work of, of rearing his child for him. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's already the misogyny of it being like the women employees for the ones that have to do this. The right. second part of like, where is HR? Where is I know HR? that's not their job description. <laughs> These women did not walk into the office in a commercial real estate office to raise your child. I know that. I know that. <laughs> so, Wild. Uh, I'm sure all them. Right. He's weird ass. Um, Ashley just laughs like that was some sort of heartwarming little thing that he said. Disgusting. Um, Ashley starts talking about how she and Candace aren't really checking for each other, but she doesn't really care that this is Candace's trip. She can just ignore her just fine. She has no issue with that. And then um, Ashley does the probably the wildest thing that she's ever done, which is ask Michael if he can, if he has anybody that he can set Giselle up with. Excuse me? No. No. First of all, Michael doesn't have friends, okay? I know that. that part. <laughs> Secondly, I would... He's like molested all of them already. Right. He has roped them out of any single relationship he's had. Um, yuck. First of all, um, that's not a compliment. I don't want to be set up with your nasty husband. And Giselle um, does just a fine job of dating losers all by herself. Right. She, her. she does not need any help in that department. That is for damn sure. Um, and then Michael's response to that was like, no, I can't think of anybody, but what about Juan? What does Juan have to do with Giselle? You just want to talk about Juan? Sir... Uh, um, are they married yet? It's oh, okay. <laughs> like, could not wait about it. You're asking, are they married yet? Like, we don't all know that you've got a Google alert with Juan Dixon on your phone. Okay. And your iPad and your MacBook. I know that to be true. So you know that he's not married. Okay. Um, and then him just like being shade about their relationship. Like you have zero room to talk, sir. Zero. Like, oh God. He can really fuck up. His obsession with, I can't, his obsession with Juan is so strange, especially when I'm like, you've seen what social media has to say about you being like, exactly, horny for Juan and you're still bringing it up. It's like, it's so weird. Bringing it up at times that are so thirsty. (laughs) On top of that, like, it wasn't even brought up in a natural way. You're just, Finding any, like you said, any reason to talk about Juan. It's it's getting weird. It's getting weird. Anyway, let's stop talking about Michael. Ugh, okay. Um, so the ladies will start getting dressed for dinner. Um, Wendy's talking about how she got that this Versace bustier and how happy and Ness came just in time for this to come in season. She's so happy. She looks like Black Peggy Bundy, and I'm not even mad at that. I love it. The little belly chain. Very cute. Very cute. Listen, her titties looked a little stressed out, but it was a cute outfit. I mean, she did She did say online, I saw her tweet that, like, it was still new. They hadn't dropped yet. Yeah, well, that, that is apparent. It was very apparent. <laughs> um, 
Giselle, we see, go to Robin's room, and I'm not going to draw any comparisons to any other Housewives franchises, but I will just note for no reason whatsoever that Giselle knocked on the door and then asked Robin if she could come in before she came in. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Giselle brings up wanting to talk about Wendy and how, in her mind, something's going on. And Robin's like, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought that too. And now I know that I'm not crazy because you are bringing it up. And then Giselle says, she's like, I just want to ask why we've seen more of Wendy's skin in the past month than the entirety of the time that I've known her. And I'm okay with it, but, you know, I just want to know. Well, you're not okay with it. Because you shut up about it. This is the part of Giselle that I don't like is she tries to convince us of things that are completely apparent and obvious to everybody. Like why And then basking it in concern, you know? <laughs> just right. I'm just so concerned. She just keeps showing her titties. I'm just so concerned. Right. Call the police, please. Like get out of here. There um, must be problems at home, because why else would she be showing her titties like this? Like <laughs> like mind would just never go there and yet her mind went there immediately and I just want to know why I just want to know why um then they start talking they're like well it's not really about her body it's also just about how she's acting but like you guys keep going back to her body and how she's showing her body and how you don't like to see her body and how this is somehow some sort of judgment on who she is as a person and also who she is in the professional sense and you know, if these things truly don't bother you, then again, why is it coming up more than anything else? It, it and you it, know, it's giving slut shaming. Like, come on, on, on TV in 2021, it's a horrible look. 100%. And I actually saw Wendy talk about this last week where she showed a whole collage of pictures mm-hmm. from her from last season where she was wearing sexier outfits. And she said that he basically was like, yeah, this is a form of slut shaming. And everybody, a lot of people were like coming from her and like, you're going too far. It's not slut shaming, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really understand. Like, I guess I'm just not wired that way. I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like they're giving full blown, like respectability politics nonsense, yeah. like full, full blown. Just me like, well, she had substance before and now it's just no substance. And you're like, because of how she's dressed, there's once they're literally one step away from like, well, if you didn't dress like that, like maybe he wouldn't have done, you know what I mean? Like it's giving so, I don't I hate it. I hate it. It's very weird. And also, I just wonder if Giselle keeps, like, telling different versions of this story and why she's concerned to other people. Because when she brought this up to Ashley, she was talking about the Eddie rumors. I mean, possibly that this stuff came out differently, but maybe not. No. How could it? Because it comes up next episode. But um, it's like... Is it about Eddie? Is it, do you think that it's because of the rumors? Do you think that, like, you're coming up with a bunch of theories and it just feels like the easiest one is she did it because she wanted to and now she feels more confident. Like, that feels like a very easy answer. (laughs) Like, Like, it was also, like, them at the table telling her that, like, you know, you were more confident last year. Right. What do you mean she was more confident? (laughs) She she's telling you she wasn't. Right? Like she's right. telling you like 
now I'm more confident. I got my body done. I'm happy about it. I want to show it. Like, when I tell you, Kara, when I get my, when I'm done having children and I get my mommy makeover, like, my labia will be all over everything. <laughs> and you I won't be able to baby to wear clothes. <laughs> I really want that for you. I want that for all of us. Um, yeah, this is just, it's so weird to me. I, I feel like, I just hated it. I just really, really hated it. Um, and I hated to see Robin even entertain that because I don't think she fully believed what Giselle was saying. She was just kind of going with it. And then you could tell later that she was like, kind of felt guilty, but we'll, we'll talk mm -hmm. about that. Um, Robin also mentions that bodysuit that she wore on the bus and how her crotch hurt where looking at her and yeah, it's just like very like respectability politics, slut shaming, body shaming, you know, you didn't have any problem um, bumping your labia up on that stripper pole and saying that it's been through worse. So why does her bodysuit matter? I, Are we talking about the dinner table yet? Um, we're getting there. We're getting okay. there. Okay. Because I have so, to make a point about Mia. Okay. I, I would like to hear that. Um, what happens after that? So they start talking about how, like, they really got along with Wendy when they met her initially and that they wonder if, like, Robin says, I wonder if I would have liked this version of Wendy if this was the first version I met her. I was like, what is happening? What is it that you just don't like? Like, is it that you think she's changed and you're concerned about her or you don't like her? You just don't like this version of her. <laughs> like, what? which one is it? It's weird to me. Um, Giselle brings None up... None of it was making sense. Nothing. Grasping for straws. Giselle brings up the cheating rumor with Eddie, and Robin's like, oh, well, I heard it. I don't think I believe it. And then Giselle's like, oh, yeah, I don't believe it either. But I do want to talk about it again on camera to you. Um, and so as they're talking, Wendy's walked back into the estate. She's taking a tour around the house. She walks upstairs. She finds him and is like, hey, are you guys talking about anything serious? And Giselle, no. No, we're not talking about her. Um, and I thought that was whack. Like, just say what you want. Why would she wait? If she really cared about her, why didn't you say that? Right then, instead of waiting till you were in front of everybody. Everybody. Right. Exactly. Um, weird. I think it's weird. Um, so all the women go downstairs. Candace gives them a welcoming gift, which are robes and those like black girl swim caps. And it's like none of them have ever seen that. They're like, why would you give us this big condom? I can't believe they didn't appreciate that. Because I was like, oh, okay, I want one. <laughs> right. They were all like, oh, you think my head's this big? I'm like, half of y'all have braids. Yes, your head is that big. <laughs> It's exactly right. Um, so they're all confused. And then it's revealed that the reason why they got this gifts is because Candace let Giselle take over um, part of the trip and that they're going to be doing water aerobics that has been choreographed and will be led by Giselle. Something that nobody asked for, but thank you. Um, the ladies head to dinner. Karen says she's not going to be participating in the water aerobics because she has to get back to her hometown to do her ambassador of Surrey County job. And she's not going to swim around in a pool with Satan. She also said her hair had to last. 
which yes. I thought was very real. I was like, I felt that. I was like, this has to last me. <laughs> I got to get at least 36 hours out of this wig, child. Um, so then Candace says that they're going to be doing a whiskey tasting. And then we get a flashback to five years ago when the women went on their first whiskey tasting. Karen's like, I don't really drink that. I'm a champagne girl. I'm not brown liquor. Um, Giselle said it tasted like butt crack. So I'm not sure why we're doing this whiskey tasting. Wendy's excited. She says she's whiskey Wendy. And Giselle's like, how many nicknames are you going to get? <laughs> That's what big Wendy's doing that I find very cringe. Whiskey yeah. Wendy was fine, but the Zen Wen was so cringe. Especially when, did you see that clip of Zen Jen? Jen Shaw? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's, for those of y'all who didn't see it, it's a clip of Jen in season one saying that she's going to be Zen Jen. Making it very clear that, like, clearly Wendy probably saw Jen say that and then was like, oh, I'll be Zen Wen. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> the ladies order a charcuterie board. Candace starts talking about how Sometimes she feels weird in her relationship because Chris is a chef and she feels like their quote unquote gender roles are switched. And um, Giselle's like, well, how are things going with the husband thing? And Candace is like, listen, he believes in me more than I believe in me. So it's going really well. Um, he pushes me to get things done. He keeps me on my feet. And Giselle's like, okay, but does he get paid? And Candace is like, well, he gets paid in love and affection. And Giselle says, and booty? Yes. Yeah, he does. Um, so what are we doing with this then, Candace? <laughs> because immediately after that, she starts talking about how she doesn't believe that Chris would take advantage of her. And, like, I don't disagree. But then you're talking about how concerned you are that he might not be contributing anything. But how do you expect him to be your full-time husbander and not make any money? Like, right. what, are, <laughs> what are we doing then? I don't I don't really get it. Um Giselle, I just didn't care for Giselle giving her advice right? at all. Like Giselle and relationship advice. When people are talking about relationships, Giselle should just like keep her, take her lips off and put them in her purse. <laughs> right. But instead, that's right. where she's the most vocal. Like Giselle loves, I guess it makes sense. Like she loves attacking marriages because I think in her mind, like she is beautiful. She has everything. And that's like the one thing she's lacked. And like those types of women put, marriages up on pedestals you know and like a relationship with the man yeah yeah and so she has to find the cracks in everybody else's relationship to justify the fact that she's single and alone ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
Um, so she keeps going on. She at one point calls Chris, Chris Jenner. Um, she asks how Dorothy feels about it. Of course, Giselle, you know that she is not supportive of this. We didn't even have to ask that. Um, when have we seen Messy. Dorothy support anything that Candace has done? <laughs> like, let's not ask stupid questions here, Giselle. Um, and then Candace kind of brings up an issue, which is that she'll be working, she'll be in the studio all day, and that she'll come home, and Chris will be like, we need to keep going. She's like, no, I'm, like, it's 10 o'clock at night, so we really do need to work on, like, the schedule and how hard I'm working. And then... Yeah, Giselle's just like, you know, I just think that you need to be careful not to be resentful of him in the future. And Candace is like, I hear you. Um, I understand, but I also understand my marriage. And all the girls were like, mm, tell that girl. Tell her. <laughs> Let her know. <laughs> um, and so then Robin's like, well, I can kind of relate to Chris wanting to you know motivate you because Juan does the same thing with me and it's like well I don't want to yuck your yum Robin because I think there's actually something going on there but there is a difference between like Candace working and then continuing to work and you watching <laughs> Wendy Williams in bed like I'm not mad at that but there is a difference there's just just a difference um but then she says you know that sometimes she'll wake up at 10 she'll be in the bed she won't like really get up until noon. But then we saw that flashback where Robin, excuse me, where Juan says, you don't get up until two o'clock sometimes. And she's like, no, say noon. <laughs> it's like, well, this is a negotiation. You either wake up at noon or you don't. <laughs> um, and Giselle's like, okay, so are you making any changes since Juan has said that he doesn't like it and that it's not attractive? Because that's not good. Is it affecting your relationship? And I mean, Giselle is just like, let me just go down the line and break everybody down. Right. <laughs> like, this is your homegirl. You, like, you're really like, oh, do you think that this is a, why he doesn't want to marry you right now? Because he's not attracted to you? Because you're not doing anything? Because you're lazy? And he said that he didn't like it? Do you think that's why you're not married, Robin? And she keeps bringing up the not attracted to you part. And, like, it, that's really frustrating because I'm like, you know that this man cheated on her. Right. Right. Like, you know how that must feel. Like, having your husband, who's already cheated on you, telling you this is not attractive to him. And he like, cheated on her in, like, a very thorough way. Like, it wasn't just he was creeping around and being Tristan Thompson. His, he was being that, but he was also doing whole articles about how this new chick was the love of his life and how his life is so great and how they're around. And he's at that time doing um, playing basketball in Europe and how they're traveling Europe together. And he has this whole new lease on life. And, oh yeah, I've got like a wife and two kids at home, but like this other woman, she's my right. whole I love her. And so then much. she <laughs> ended up ending things with him. Uh-huh. He was down bad on that chick. So yeah, like Robin, that's like, as a friend, you should really know better than that. Um, and ultimately, whatever, like, it's just not any of her business. But it goes to um, show, like, with Giselle, like, there is nobody who's off limits. Right. Like, she has never defended Robin in the way that Robin defends her. Like, never. when Giselle is 
being messy, like even Robin could get the smoke. She doesn't care. You're so <laughs> concerned, so concerned about Wendy and what's going on when you have a friend who is actually going through something. Like you are seeing it, like she's very visibly depressed. She's right. really going through something and you're wasting energy to hypothesize what you think um, Wendy might be going through just because you want to bring up the rumors about her man cheating. It, right. And it's like, on top of that, the fact that there are clear signs of depression with Robin and rather than like come to her as a supportive, like, are you okay? It's just like, what are you doing? Or what are you not doing? Like just putting the fault on her. Um, and, the and even the angle of it, right. Was coming out of like, well, you don't want to lose that man. Right. Right. And not the fact that like her, her son is failing school. <laughs> He's failing classes. It's not funny. But he's failing classes. You know, like They're, not only it's it's affecting her son. Like she has an issue. Like and the centering it around like, well, Juan, right? Like this Juan, Juan you can't have your fine husband telling you you're not attractive. Like who cares about that man? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It's it's. Yeah, I would have been really upset if I were Robin about that. Because, like, you're not even coming to me as a friend out of concern. You just want to know if he's still attracted to me or not. Like, that's fucked right. up. Um, Another thing that I thought was sorry, <laughs> interesting was when she concedes to, like, maybe it's seasonal depression, right? She says, she's right. like, well, I don't need, like, a therapist or anything. Maybe a life coach. A life coach. Let I'm like, is this mental health stigma? Like, what's going on? Like, you don't want to be... <laughs> Right. I don't know why these, because I listen to Robin and Giselle's podcast and I have to say, I find Robin to be incredibly intelligent, bright, quick, um, um, very good. I think she's really good on a mic and she speaks very eloquently about like a whole list of stuff. Like Giselle won't necessarily know everything, but she will explain everything. She's seen everything. She watches other housewives. She knows what's going on in pop culture. She knows what like all the stories are about. Definitely could talk to you about sports. Um but with where was I going with that? Um <laughs> lost the life it. coach. Oh yes. You would think that she she seems to have a very liberal, open minded, forward thinking and progressive way of thinking. I just don't understand the disconnect with these, like, I don't want to do a therapist, but I'll do a life coach. Like I understand that there's a great stigma of like mental health and therapizing in the black community. I'm just surprised that Robin is one of the people contributing to that. Very surprising. Cause I'm like, where, where is it coming from? I know it's not coming from like a weird religious thing because like she went to a psychic to try to figure out where their dead friend kept their, their money. Remember the friend that stole right. all their money? Like right. she was at the psychic trying to figure out like, so where's the money at? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So nice. it, like, it's we're over it's, here trying to talk to the dead. So like, I clearly it's not like she doesn't have like the same religious hangups. Like, I don't know, a lot of black people have. So I, I just thought that was so weird when she's like, she made it clear. Like, I mean, I don't think I need a therapist or anything, but a life coach. Okay. Yeah. And I almost wonder like if, if Giselle had come in her at her in a more compassionate way, maybe she would have been more vulnerable in that moment. I, I, I have to imagine. Um, Karen brings up a good point, which is that 
um, Giselle is only interested in kicking her friends further, one inch further into the grave, where she likes to uplift her friends. And we see that happen when she has that conversation with Wendy later. She was very nice to her, very supportive. Um, yeah, it is deeply concerning that Corey has has been doing so poorly in school, especially when Robin says that last year he had had straight A's. Um, you know, but that's a whole conversation that we could have about, like, you know, distance learning and right. all um, So, yeah, like, Ascala very gently was like, hey, you know, I was depressed. What you're saying sounds a lot like the things that I went through. It's not surprising. It's totally normal. Um, Like you said, Robin says that she thinks she's seasonally depressed, but she's like, well, now it's spring. So I guess we'll see. (laughs) Like, oh, girl, that's dark. Um, And she says that she does get seasonal depression every winter. And this time she's wondering if it's a combination of that depression and her lack of motivation And then she admits that that lack of motivation might just be laziness. But then, like I said, she wants to see a life coach. And yeah, I just want people to see like licensed therapies, like therapists, don't be afraid of it. It's great. Go to therapy for black girls. You can find yourself a black um, mental health specialist. Right. Because I'm like Um, these life coaches. You want to see like somebody from Instagram? Right. How is this helping, girl? How is this helping? Like, um, Teddy Bellicamp, you... <laughs> right. You want me to yell at you and call you fat? Like, what are we doing here? You're going to weigh so yourself... Somebody tell you to buy a planner? Like, you're not going to plan your way out of, like, um, depression, girl. Exactly. Like, life coaches are for people who have their shit together. Right? Like, we're not getting you to, like, come out of the depths of your depression. Of the life coach field you know because I see a lot of people I know a couple people I went to high school with and college that are now life coaches so I'm like yep. mm, I don't know that I would trust them to, yeah. to guide yep. me through anything so I'm just very unclear on the field and then you know then you have like Teddy who was like claiming to be a life coach and she was basically running like an anorexia um pyramid scheme so right. allegedly for allegedly please <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm I'm just confused. Yeah, you're right. The market is very saturated and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of quality control happening. So yeah, I'm also very skeptical. Um, so Mia, again, more of a friend to Robin than Giselle is being says, thank you for being so open with all of us and sharing this. All the other women are very supportive, not Giselle. It's worth mentioning. Um, (laughs) And she says that she, you know, her the business with the hats embellished are going well, but not, it could be doing 10 times better. And just like, she's basically saying all the telltale signs of depression, but I don't think she's realizing it. She's not putting two and two together. And I have to admit, like, sadly, it's kind of seems like, like they can't really talk about the show on their podcast, but the way she does kind of say like, oh, you know, I had to, I went through some things over the season it doesn't really sound like she went through the effort of getting like a professional mental health specialist. Hopefully mm-hmm. I'm just reading that wrong, but it didn't seem like that way to me. Okay. But, I have a question. 
Yeah. So as far as like units, right? Like how many hats do you think she's really selling? So what would you consider good? I have no idea. Okay. I I, what I'm thinking we're thinking is like, I think that Robin is one of those people who like stacks up a bunch of orders so she could take a picture like this is doing good. <laughs> right. You know what um, I mean? So I'm wanna... thinking maybe she gets like five to 10 a month. Like one, two, three, four, five? <laughs> five, five hats, five to 10 hats a month. I thought we were talking maybe in the thousands of units. Okay, damn. Wait, you think she's doing that well? I think she's probably sold 10,000 hats. Wow. To who? Like, who (laughs) is the target? I'm like, I'm I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Like, who are the people buying these hats? I don't know because personally, like, the designs look like clip art designs to me. Absolutely. Um, but I understand that there is a need for that kind of hat. I just wish the designs were cuter. Um, my thing with the hat is they're targeted towards black women, right? With the lining and such, but they sell those hats for $5 at the beauty supply store. Right. So I just, I don't know that like black people are buying those hats. Yeah, I mean, I have not personally... The only people that I've heard by it were white people. So, I <laughs> I don't know. Okay. And are, are white people that concerned about the lining? Or are they just Bravo fans? I think this is more of a Bravo fan. Um, let me get this tax write-off because I have a podcast situation. Um, then, like, an so I, I actually... I think we're back to the 5 to 10 number. <laughs> <laughs> You don't think okay? I I'm like, gonna go down to like. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. Okay, maybe I'll say five thousand. Okay, because I'm like I just I don't see little Corey and Carter like printing out ten thousand labels. <laughs> true. True. Well, okay. So wait, she did say that when they went to the warehouse that she had done like four hundred something orders. Yeah, I but, think that was probably for the duration of the time, like the year. <laughs> um, I genuinely do not believe that she is, like, she. there is no rush, no sense of urgency with anybody's orders coming from Robin. Like, oh. those pile up, they sit there. She probably, yeah. every now and again, sends you a little email letting you know that you're constantly delayed, right? Like, a little apologies. Your order okay. is on its way shortly. This you're is exactly what I heard. Info for at least a year, I think. That no, that's exactly what I heard. That there, the delays had come. The emails had come. The we're coming this date, and then the put it's being pushed back, and then it's being pushed back again, and now we're in like the three month time span. See, I know because I have a lot of Robin in me. That's why I would never try to have this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so real recognizes real. Y'all see each other. Right. Like, I would get annoyed. Like, if you ask me for shit, like, damn, take, take your money back. Since <laughs> <laughs> you want to rush. Since <laughs> you want to rush. Um, okay, fair, fair enough. I- I'll give you that. Gosh, five or ten. 
I, I still think five thousand total. Okay. Okay. Is fair. Um. So okay. So what happens after that? So Giselle says, "Okay, I have one more thing that I would like to add, because I talked to Robin earlier. So now, Wendy, it's your turn for the firing squad." Um, and Wendy, it just feels like you're in a whole new space or something, and I can't put my finger on it, but there's a difference. And then Robin says she has something to add, which is that she feels like Wendy's personality is slightly different. And then Giselle says again that she's seen more of Wendy's body parts in the past month than she's seen since they've known each each other. And Wendy's like, yeah, the difference, obviously, I've got my boobs done. And Robin's like, okay, well, that has nothing to do with it. Yes, it does, Robin. To you, it does. <laughs> Apparently, it does. Um, and she's like, well, you've been more of like a drop it like it's hot, kind of booty pop kind of girl. And the Wendy that I met last year was not that loose. That um, was wild. 1950, excuse me? Like, loose? Well, you're a little hussy now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Running around here all fast. Hey, girl. In a confessional, Candace is like, wow, Tweedle and Twaddle, why are y'all badgering Wendy? Worry about your own areolas. Like, why are y'all in her business? Thank you, Candace. <laughs> um, okay, I will say this. Like, so being Nigerian in the DMV area, especially being Igbo, like me and Wendy do have mutual friends. Well, I'll say mutual acquaintances. We have a mutual friend who's her really close friend. And the Wendy that I'm seeing this year makes a lot more sense. Like when I would talk to my friend, I'd be like, I I couldn't really see them as friends, the Wendy that we got last year. But this Wendy seems more like in line with the people I know Wendy hangs out with. I completely believe that. So like, I think that there might've been a, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I just think that there are so many factors that come at play that are like very obvious. Like she just had a kid. She's on the show for the, her first season. She's coming off of this highly professional career mm-hmm. where she, her job is to present herself in a very professional manner. She wants to make sure that she is represented and looks good on her first season of a Housewives show. And so, yeah, maybe she tightened things up a little bit. And now she's like, okay, people like me. I can be more of myself. Like, this is very simple to me. Right. And it's like Wendy presented a lot older last year than like who I, the people I know that she's friends with. I'm like, I don't see them hanging out with this girl. It's like this, right. this woman who's like, this Wendy makes a lot more sense to me. I, I fully agree. I don't think that there's anything that seems like totally inauthentic or off the rails or whatever it's like i mean that little zen when when she went off on mia at the spa that was very cringe and was like very clearly a rehearsed read yes but wendy did those things last season too so like when they bring that clip up i'm like show them like also show the clip of when she was going off on who was she going off on? was it ashley ashley for bringing her right to monique's house even though Ashley had nothing to do with it. And she's so like, like address me as Dr. Like she was this totally different person before. Yeah. She was. It was, it's people like you call me Dr. Wendy. She did do all that. Like, yeah. All of those things. <laughs> like, I I I don't know what's not adding up for Giselle. Um, 
So they continue with the fuck shit, and Giselle continues to talk about how this Wendy is so different from the professional Wendy or the Wendy with substance. And Wendy's like, women are often put in a box where they're not allowed to be sexy or have substance. And Mia's like, well, I think I disagree because Michelle Obama doesn't look dressed like you, and she doesn't have her boobies out, and Oprah doesn't have her boobies out. It's like, well, okay. Miss <laughs> strip it in a ball gown. Right. Right. <laughs> um, was that meant to politics? That's why you were an escort and stripping in a ball gown. In a day. In her mind, she was like, you know, I was a classy stripper. Right. Not to say that being a stripper is not classy, but it was that weird distinction that she kept she was trying to convince us that she stripped in a ball gown. <laughs> well, Jai, most people didn't ask her to strip. They just wanted to have a nice conversation. <laughs> so maybe you want to change your opinion on that one. So it's also I had never in the history of sex work heard someone say instead of being a stripper, like, actually I was more like an escort, and that being less right <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> Get a stripper. You know what I mean? Like, I never, ever heard anyone do that. Like, Mia's a little off. A little off. And again, this is why she would be good for Atlanta, because I feel like people are questioning her, but Kenya would have ripped her to shreds. She would have never let this shit go. Never. Um, Uh, Kenya would have pulled up her little OnlyFans page and everything like Right, exactly. Um, yeah, Don Juan would have found something and they would have had this whole conversation in the right. candy about it. Um, girl, anyway. So, yeah, they're just going on and on and saying like some really weird shit and I just did not like it. And uh, Escala brings it back. No, I just want to talk about Karen. Karen... <laughs> Wendy does bring up how she was two months postpartum and Robin's like, well, do you feel like your new body's made you feel more confident or do you feel like it's changed your personality? And Wendy's like, I don't think it's that like I can be a professor. I can be a commentator and I can booty pop and I can twerk. Karen's like, Wendy, don't even bother defending yourself. We should all be able to have like a safe space to each other. If I want to show you guys my pubic hair, if I want to, everybody should be saying yes, Karen. Yes. (laughs) I was like, yes, Karen. Yes. Yes. We're all going to, all going to just let you open those labias, bust it (laughs) wide open. We're all going to hold hands and say, yes, Karen, you did it, girl. Um, Giselle claims that the only reason why she even thought this in the first place is because of Wendy going after Mia on the Zenwin thing. And Mia's like, yeah, I kind of got to admit, like, I don't really understand why that even happened. And Wendy's like, my reaction from that night was not just because of that night. It was because of a bunch of things. I don't quite know what she means by that, but okay. Everybody accepts it. In in a confessional, Giselle's like, you know, I just want Wendy to be happy. Like, it just doesn't seem like she is. And in this moment, this is like one of my pet peeves is when, like, people keep hammering, hammering, hammering you to, like, try and see, are you upset? Do you feel Mm -hmm. mad? Are you gonna cry? And it's like you're not accepting what she's saying to you. And so 
probably at some point, if you keep asking, she might feel some type of way, but that is not an indication of how she actually feels. That's because you keep bothering her. Right. (laughs) It's a very different thing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Um, it's also like Giselle. Are you happy? Right. Let's talk about that. <laughs> like, are you happy? Last time you talked about Pastor Holy Whore, you were saying you were talking like there was a chance in hell that y'all might be still together and figuring things out, knowing damn well that y'all broke up months ago. So, and that he said on the internet in front of everybody that he wasn't seeing you. So. Okay. Um, it's also this narrative that, like, with the cheating rumors, with I think the other housewives have decided that it's not real. Right? And I feel like Giselle wants to make it real. Because it's even like when she brought it up to Ash, Ash, she was like, yeah, but I don't think that's, you know, when she brought it up to Robin, Robin, and then Giselle was like, oh, yeah, yeah, me neither. Right? Like, but she wants right. to create this narrative that, like, the the way she's dressing, it has to have something to do with that. And telling us that she's maybe not happy is like trying to like put it in our heads that the cheating rumors must be real. Because right. even like if I th- if I hear rumors that my husband is cheating, why would that make me start dressing sexy? Right. Um, is something flawed with my logic? Like I'm just like, why why would that be my next go to? Right, like the first thing you would run to the doctor to get your titties done? Like, what? Uh, okay. Um, feels like an extreme reaction, but okay. Um, so, yeah, it just, she's back. And so much crazier than like, hey, she had three children. You know, mm-hmm. she, she wa- like, the truth is like way, it's simple. It's right there. It makes sense. And like Giselle is like running around the truth, like trying to find other like nonsense. Right. And I would like to know for Robin what she thought. Because she's like, oh, I felt that same way. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I felt crazy for thinking that until you said something. But, like, I would just be curious on her opinion of Wendy uh, without Giselle. I mean, I also I think, think Robin, she's, Robin has gained weight, right? She doesn't want to show her body this season. And I get it when I've gained weight, I don't want to see your, I, I don't want to see your titties if I'm like in a sack. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think right. her feelings like make sense. Like, she's just dealing with, Wad is telling her she's unattractive. I can't remember how much weight she said she's gained. 
I think it can't like be easy pounds. to come on. Yeah, it can't be easy to come on TV like in the midst of depression and like it has to be like she's tired of seeing Wendy's body, right? Like she's coming at it like the um, Robin perspective felt like hate to me. Right, right. Like Ugh. you're just jealous, and we hate to see that. We really do. I want Robin when I want Robin to be great. I want her to pay her bills. I want her to live. <laughs> And I want her to thrive without Wait, really let her get off on that about that. Like, no, it's never talked about. Right. <laughs> she, yeah, she went on there in that weird shake and go with Juan talking about how poor they are. Oh Lord, help us all. Um, so thank you to Ascala who's like, okay, well, since we're asking questions, um, Giselle, there seem to have been a few of questions surrounding your relationship. So, I just wanted to know, like, are you in one? <laughs> uh, I love the Scala for that. Like, yes, girl. And if you notice, like, Scala was sitting there the whole time. Like, she was not liking the line of questioning towards Wendy at all. At all. Like, everything all. she was looking like, what? Like, mm, mm. like, she had all these facial expressions. She was not mm-hmm. feeling it. So she's like, all right, well, let me get you, Giselle. Let me get you with the getcha gotcha. And I love that for her. I really loved it. Um, Giselle's like, well, you know, I'm not going to discuss this in front of trolls. And then points to Karen. And she's like, you know, there are just people who have decided about, you know, who've decided to lie on him. So, you know, if we're together separately, like, I'll just be, I would just have, I'll be happy to answer this question, like, if we're alone. Like, not in front of Karen. So I'm happy to answer whatever questions you want, just as long as she's not there. And Wendy's like, well, that's not really fair. Right. And Karen's like, honestly, like, I don't really care. <laughs> honestly, so, um, it, she, I don't know. She's like, they're just keep going off on each other. Like, you want to have your opinion about and your say about how everybody else's relationships go. You want to know every single detail about everybody's lives. But as soon as you're questioned about something that goes in your life, you get defensive and then you attack. And everybody at the table had to admit that. <laughs> like, that you're you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Um, Giselle says to Karen, like, you're a liar. You're a troll. Giselle says, Karen says to Giselle, you're a liar. You're a stalker. And I live rent-free in your head. And Giselle's like, you need to give that back to whoever you got that from. No, you don't. Because you you felt some type of way. Because you wanted to be able to say that, Giselle. And you didn't. Sorry. Um, and then the ladies start to get up from the table. I don't know. It's just, it's just why. <laughs> well, I think when- that Karen and Giselle have both found really bogus reasons to be mad at each other this season. Like, you yeah, guys each other, right? Like this idea that she lied on your family. Like she didn't say anything your dad didn't say. On camera, on mic, and it, he said it to production. He he went off the camera. Yeah, he saw like five, six, seven baby babas. Like he was really seeing. Right. Right. And now you now everybody else, it's everybody else's fault. Like your daddy's the one who said it. And if anybody knows, it should be him. Right. Who didn't so, go to the wedding. Exactly. Didn't go to the wedding. Wasn't trying to fuck with him for the entirety of the, his grandchildren's lives. So what does that tell you? Um, 
Wendy's, you could tell she's like, oh, well, I'm just going to start wearing sweaters. And uh, that made me feel really sad for her. And then back at the house, you can tell at this point, Robin's feeling a little bit guilty about what happened with Wendy. And she's like, well, you know, I just, I I just think that like Wendy might be in a little over, over her head and what they talked about at dinner. And Giselle's like, well, you know, I'm glad we got to ask her those questions and I got it out. Like, do you feel better? Like, was this a compulsion that you really needed to, to let out before you, like you could go to bed at night? Like, why is it so important to you that you had that conversation? Giselle is a mean girl. She is <laughs> like, she's a really mean girl. Like right. she never got out of that sorority hazing phase. Mm-hmm. And like, she just needed to do it. Like, Wait, the fact that you say that you feel better after just going after somebody's <laughs> looks and their professionalism and whatever, like, that's weird. That should be a... Um, Told uh, her she no longer had substance. Right. <laughs> and you feel better now that you said that. Is that not weird to you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Robin's feeling a little bit guilty. In a confessional, Wendy's like, you know, prior to this conversation, I thought my relationship with Giselle was good. But, like, what does she mean that I don't have any substance? Giselle, my left implant has more substance than you do. And then the camera does a tight shot on Ness, Wendy's left implant, mm-hmm. um, who does seem pretty substantive, all things considered. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then the next morning... We see Candace, she's outside doing some sort of virtual choreography for her music video. She really wants to be taken seriously. She says that, you know, in order for her to be recognized by who she hopes to be her peers, to be recognized by the greats, that she has to do a music video. I'm not really sure if that's how it works in 2021. Might be better off getting on TikTok, but okay. Um, and, And it'd be a lot cheaper. (laughs) <laughs> for sure um then mia starts talking about the on the phone i do not care about this Wait, like we how do i do it real quick like yeah do you see the grammys in candace's future i ooh, i see a bet award okay that's what i was about to say like she <laughs> Okay, her music there. She's got some bops. I will say she hasn't come Ooh. out with that song yet. Yeah, I agree. She's got hits. I think she'll do really well in the urban market. She's not going to be like a pop star, but I could see her making it to urban radio and charting consistently and having I her at least be like an R and B B T nom. Yeah, a hundred percent. There are only like two R and B girls. You know what I mean? Like the competition <laughs> right. is. It's, it's not stiff. The, the competition's not stiff. But, you know, like, if Koi Ray can be out here and thriving, then why can't Candace? That's my question. Um, I hate this storyline with Mia. Like, how do I do it all? How do I juggle my job and my husband? It's and just so tired. Like, it's, oh, God. It's new. so tired. Everyone's done it. It's also like, girl, like, we don't believe that you are at the joint centers like that. Like, not for one second. Do we think that you're every day in a little slick packed, slick back low bun in a satin jumpsuit t- or suit, power suit, talking about, you know, 
move these pamphlets, girl. We got business. Like, hang it up. Those girls were looking at you like they had never seen you before. Hang it up. We don't believe you. And they haven't seen her since. They have not <laughs> seen her. Um, so, yeah, I, I do not care. I don't care. Um, the last scene we see, Wendy and Karen sit down. And uh, Wendy compliments Karen on her outfit is like a red outfit with a high slit and a knee high boot. And she's like, Oh, you know, I'm just here, uh, you know, just celebrating Giselle's failed coup attempt against you. And (laughs) (laughs) Karen says, (laughs) I noticed that you're dressing a little bit conservatively. We're going to the pool. Like what's up with that? You're not dressing differently because of what Giselle said. I hope not. Because if you are, then you need to go in there and fucking change. Because we're not having you do this. Um, I got teary-eyed during this. She was so nice. She was so kind. So supportive. A friend. A mother. Exactly what she needed. Like, what Wendy needed to hear. Yes. Because she was saying things that, like, Wendy wouldn't admit to. But, like, Karen saw that and knew that she needed Mm -hmm. to hear. And, yeah, she was she was really like getting down to the core of it. And see, that's why she's the queen. That's why she's the queen. She says, you didn't deserve that line of questioning last night. And in my opinion, that was an attack. I think you're a beautiful woman. Um, You know, and Giselle's been out here wiggling her fat vagina for the past five years with us. So I just feel like you shouldn't dim your light for her. Okay. (laughs) I love Karen. I just love Karen. How do you not? How do you not? People who will look in my face and say that they don't love Karen Huger are liars and they're unwell and I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Like, um, how can you not love her? Like, just there's a reason why she's Rihanna's favorite housewife, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Somebody very, I don't know who this person is. Because if I did know your name, I would call you out. Believe me, I would say this with my whole chest, that I will fight you. Whoever said that Rihanna has bad taste in housewives, like, literally, fuck off. Okay? I will fight you. Um, I mean, Rihanna has a... Katie Maloney? Ooh. Well, she's not a housewife, but that's a very weird person to, like, you know love but but I will say once Rihanna started like like was following her it made me like try to find things in Katie me too (laughs) I I started looking at her totally differently I'm like well she's not that bad you know like (laughs) I'm totally with you that's so funny that is so funny (laughs) yeah I was like okay Like, for Rihanna to stand and post something in defense, like, that was a lot. Rihanna was, was doing a lot. lot. On that her main, it wasn't a tweet, like, a main Instagram feed, like. She, like, this was, like, days before she officially became a billionaire. She fucked up all that Fenty feed on grids on to, for, in defense of Leah. That, like, no shade whatsoever. That is... Leah's greatest accomplishment. That's the best thing that she will ever have. Period. Resume. That is the best thing that's ever going to happen to her in her life. And I feel grateful and honored to have witnessed it because it was a moment. It was a real moment. Like we exist in the same time as that. Like, amazing. Yeah. And I just love that somebody like Rihanna 
came for Ramona, even a little bit, because, you know, Ramona's like, just, oh, you know, it eats her up. It eats her alive, and I love it. I love it. Ugh, I love it. Um, Do you think Ramona knew who Rihanna was? Um, I think she knew the name. Could she have named a song? Absolutely not. I feel like she would have been like, she's one of those, you know, reggae artists. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, do I think she would like be able to look at a picture of like more than I mean honestly like she could probably do you would hand her like three pictures of Rihanna and she probably would not be able to pick which one is Rihanna. Right. She was like, you know, like she does the all the single ladies, all yeah, you know, that's her. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh yeah. She's and, a beautiful African American woman. <laughs> right. Or Jamaican woman. <laughs> she does the, the reggae <laughs> maybe she's from Africa I don't know um, <laughs> um, yeah she's oh god no there's no way there's no way she knows anything about Rihanna um, but yeah Karen continues to be super super supportive towards Wendy and Wendy's like you know I just feel like it was a big sister telling me that like last year I had substance. So now I don't. And I, I just like hate that for her, that she had to hear that, that somebody told her that, that she has to now question her whole self because Giselle said that like, Oh, that really irks me. It really, really upsets me. Well, um, I will say, I like that she was able to get the little like, cause I don't think that anyone genuinely uses big sister. You know, it ever, I think it's just a dig to call someone old. And I like that she was able to get that in. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Giselle is always calling Karen old. And I'm just like, you are yep. the second oldest person on the show. Right. Up. Like, right. Let the record show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I that was good. So when is like, she starts to get a little bit emotional Karen's like, don't give her your tears. If you need to do it, let it out right now. But, like, don't give her that. Don't let her see that because that's exactly what she wants from you. And, you know, it's only when women are insecure that they tear other women down. And that was the end of the episode. That was a good episode. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did. Do you have any final other thoughts that we didn't share? (sighs) I think we got into most of it. I will say I love that Ashley, like Ashley has the best work ethic out of, I think, any housewife. I I mean, she is like actively wearing a diaper, breastfeeding, dealing with Michael, probably checking his text messages, making sure baby Dean doesn't like fall off the balcony of that penthouse of theirs. Like she's doing it all and she's filming on top of it. Like still showing up to Cosmes, like... She, and you would think you would think she needed the money more than anybody. Right. <laughs> She's acting like she is. Yeah. I mean, you could say a lot of things about Ashley, but she is working for that check. Working. Um, so God bless her. God bless her for that. Um, I oh, I feel like I'm really excited about next up next week's episode. So we'll see. Me too, me too. I hope Wendy doesn't, like, she has, like, actual cause to be angry. I hope she doesn't make it cringe. <laughs> right, like, truly, like, RuPaul, <laughs> good luck and don't fuck it up. Right. 
right, girl. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, F-L-Y-C-H-Y. Fly Chai. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for talking to me. This was a pleasure as usual. Always. Girl, you have a good night. All right, you too. Bye.